He wasn't particularly keen on integrating African-Americans. He said, quote, I am not nor have ever been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of black and white races. I just can't believe that the day he signed the Emancipation Proclamation that night, he made this fateful decision to send them abroad. It's a story filled with ambition, hope, and ultimately heartbreak. Hi, I'm Danielle Romero. Thank you so much for joining me again today on my channel where I started digging into my family's hidden history in Louisiana. And the channel has been evolving into digging in the questions of genealogy and what does it mean to be American? History has a way of revealing complexities and contradictions of even the most revered figures. Today, I want to take you back to a pivotal moment in American history, a time when President Abraham Lincoln, the great emancipator, sought to end slavery and bring freedom to the oppressed. But here's the twist. He wasn't particularly keen on integrating African Americans into U.S. society. Instead, he had an audacious plan to resettle them in the Caribbean. It's a story filled with ambition, hope, and ultimately heartbreak. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln enacted a plan to resettle 453 freed Black Americans to a Haitian island. Picture this. It's the night of December 31st, 1862, and President Lincoln sits down to sign a contract with Bernard Koch, a Florida cotton planter. Their agreement to relocate 5,000 formerly enslaved people from the United States to a tiny island off the coast of Haiti. I think the pronunciation is Isle Lavache, but I never took French. Let me know in the comments just how bad I butchered that. But let's rewind a bit. You see, Lincoln had been grappling with a dilemma for years. Lincoln despised slavery, but he didn't believe in racial equality or the successful integration of people from different races. So what was his solution? Colonization. He advocated for shipping Black Americans to Central America, the Caribbean, or even Africa. It was his way of satisfying those who wanted emancipation while appeasing those who feared possible repercussions I want to read a couple quotes from Abraham Lincoln that they weren't the Lincoln that I was taught. He said, quote, I am not nor have ever been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of black and white races, nor to intermingling with white people. There is a physical difference between the white and black races which will ever forbid the two races living together on terms of social and political equality. There must be a position of superior in favor of having the superior position assigned to the white race, unquote. Now, the Essential Civil War curriculum website had a lot of interesting information that I pulled from, and I want to read a quote from one of their essays, uh, kind of discussing this idea of taking these freed African Americans and offering an opportunity for them to colonize these islands. Quote, Lincoln always insisted that the enterprise should remain strictly voluntary, but he also considered it a necessary component of the eventual pathway to emancipation and genuinely believed that African Americans would come to discover that relocation was in their best interest as well once the project was underway. Elements of racial prejudice and perhaps 
more pronounced with Lincoln, racial paternalism shaped this belief, although it encompassed an honest concern for the well-being of Blacks in a post-slavery society, where other and more malicious forms of racial oppression would likely persist in no shortage, unquote. Fast forward a few weeks before the historic contract signing, and Lincoln proposed a constitutional amendment to Congress, suggesting that the colonization of African Americans outside the United States was a good idea. He even included compensation for slave owners who would lose their, quote, property due to emancipation. And now he was searching for a proof of concept. And he considered a couple different colonization plans. I want to read another quote for you. Quote, in August of 1862, Lincoln invited five prominent black men to the White House. The first black delegation invited on such terms. The topic was simple, that whites and blacks cannot coexist and that the separation is the most expedient means to peace. Lincoln encouraged these five men to rally in support for an exodus, unquote. This intent is actually even echoed in a preliminary Emancipation Proclamation that the effort to colonize persons of African descent with their consent upon this continent or elsewhere will be continued. Dr. Philip Magnus wrote a book about this, and I want to quote a little bit from an interview I found where he was talking about the, commu the African-American community's response to this idea. And it, believe it or not, it was actually split. There were people who thought this was a good idea and had warmed up to it. And then there are people like Frederick Douglass who disagreed with it vehemently. So Dr. Philip Magnus says, quote, there's a genuine effort on Lincoln's part to market this to the Black community. There are very mixed reactions to it. Some African-Americans are outraged by it. Frederick Douglass calls it a silly idea. Shame upon the guilty wretches. We live here, have lived here, and have a right to live here, and mean to live here. Douglas argues that African-Americans have a historical presence here, the same as any other American, and why should they leave? Which is a very powerful and valid argument, he says. But Dr. Magnus goes on to say, there are others, though, that maybe don't fully agree to the motivation of Lincoln, but they do believe it's an escape from violence. There are several African-Americans, two in particular, John Willis Maynard, who's the first African-American elected to Congress, and Henry Highland Garnett, who was a very vocal Black abolitionist pastor in New York City, who were warmer to this idea of African-Americans voluntarily colonizing other locations. They believe that maybe they could find somewhere where they would have their rights respected and they could attain better political uh, equality abroad, he says. They liken themselves to the condition of, say, the Irish leaving the famine just a decade earlier, unquote. In April 1862, Lincoln was still of the mind that emancipation and deportation were actually the key to a peaceful United States. But by 1863, he realized that Liberia were really not reasonable for resettlement because they were too far. And Lincoln actually had considered moving the, quote, whole colored race of slave states into Texas. I had never heard that before. Lincoln supported the bill in Congress that provided $600,000 to, quote, be expended under the direction of the president of the United States to aid in the colonization and settlement of such free persons of African descent. Lincoln settled on Cox's proposal for the island off of Haiti. Here's how it would work. The former enslaved people would work on a cotton plantation. Each family would receive homes, access to hospitals and schools, and after fulfilling a four-year work contract, they would be granted 16 acres of land there and the wages that they had earned. It was voluntary colonization, but it was highly encouraged by Lincoln and its supporters. 
On a mid-April day in 1863, hundreds of African-Americans hoping for better lives had boarded the Ocean Ranger at Fort Monroe, Virginia. Bernard Koch, an entrepreneur and Florida cotton planter, had promised the roughly 450 new freed Black immigrants on board that in exchange for working on a cotton plantation, they would receive homes, health care, schooling. I want to read a quote from Cox's proposal. He said, quote, the intelligent Negro may enter upon a life of freedom and independence, conscious that he has earned the means of livelihood, and at the same time disciplined himself to the duties, to the pleasures, and the wants of free labor. It was meant to be a new beginning, a chance at freedom, prosperity, but unfortunately, the mission very quickly turned into an unmitigated disaster. When the ship arrived in early May, over 30 passengers had already succumbed to smallpox. The promised second ship was supposed to carry essential supplies, never showed up. The reality on the island was far from the idyllic vision that they had been sold. Families were sleeping on the ground in makeshift huts instead of the homes that they were promised, and Cox's self-printed currency and exorbitant prices in his company shop left the settlers struggling to make ends meet. Revolt loomed, tensions were escalating, and Cox fled the scene. By the summer of 1863, the news of the horrendous conditions on the island reached Lincoln's ears. He couldn't ignore the suffering of those that he had believed he was helping. Orders were given. A naval vessel was commissioned to rescue the survivors. In March of 1864, the 350 remaining emigrants returned to America. Their dream shattered as they landed in Alexandria, Virginia. But Lincoln's dream of colonization had failed. As the survivors returned to America, they carried with them the bitter taste of disappointment and disillusionment. Lincoln's grand vision of colonization had crumbled and with it their hopes for a better life for all of those brave people who had dared to embark on this ill-fated journey. The failure of this experiment actually left a profound impact on President Lincoln. It became increasingly clear that the solution he had sought was not in removing African Americans from their homeland, but instead working toward true equality and integration in the United States itself. Although Lincoln's attempt at colonization in the Caribbean was a resounding failure, it offers valuable lessons and insights to the complexities of our shared story and history. It serves as a reminder that even the most revered figures in history are fallible, like us, and their actions should be scrutinized in the context of their times. It reinforces the understanding that equality and justice can't be achieved through segregation or exclusion. Let's remember this history not as a chance to diminish Lincoln's legacy, because like I said, I, I think that these historical figures, like there's good and there's bad that comes with them. But to acknowledge that history is complex and the ongoing work that lies ahead is ours to do. That is to say that this isn't about, this isn't a smear campaign against President Lincoln, but it is an awakening, I think, to the fact that history is full of nuance and failures, and it's full of people, and people make mistakes. All kinds of people make all kinds of mistakes. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We look back and we say, well, that's so obvious. Of course, that wouldn't work. But reading history in the context of history of the time that's happening is so important. It's so important for understanding why something happened or why something worked or didn't work and, and not imagining how it would play out in 2023. I just can't believe that the day he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, that night he made this fateful decision to send them abroad. A lot of my family 
I, I don't know if any of my family was still enslaved by the time the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. My family, from my research, uh, an understanding is that they were able to purchase their freedom and and purchase the freedom of others and their family. And so I believe that by the time this was happening, they were not enslaved. But it's interesting to ask the question of who would have had the option to go? Would my family have had the option to go even if they weren't formally free during the Emancipation Proclamation, but that they had been enslaved at that time? It's something to think about. And so if you're interested in seeing some of the resources I pulled from, I'll link to them in the description below. And thank you so much for being here as I delve into a little bit of the American story and what does it mean to become an American. If you'd like to support the channel, you can hop over to Patreon and support me there. You can click the join button below and you can even send me a coffee through the send me a coffee link. And thank you to all of you who have been supporting me and sharing these videos and let me know what you would like me to cover next. Until next time, I'll see you soon.